Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our blind spot, and I'm like, we go. We ain't been in airwaves. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Uh, we're still waiting on my man, Nathan Baya, to come through in the studio. Uh, he is our scheduled guest for tonight. Going to be talking to y'all a whole lot of topics with him, a lot of controversial topics as well. Um, now, one of them that wasn't on the docket that I'm going to briefly touch on while we're waiting for him, um, I want to talk about the story that involves Khalees, all right? So for those who aren't really familiar with Khalees, and I don't mean that in any disrespectful way, Khalees is a recording artist who was once married to uh, rap icon Nas, all right? Now, she's out of the business. She's out of the music business now. She's actually a celebrity chef. She's transitioned into, into that in her inner life, so good for her on that end. Um, basically... She was in headlines because of the fact that she was doing an interview and she was talking about the tumultuous relationship that she had with Nas and how toxic of a relationship it became to be. And she basically stated that, you know, seven months into her pregnancy with their son, Knight, she wasn't happy anymore and they were, it was very destructive. And she just decided that she didn't want to bring her child into this type of environment. And those are her words. I'm paraphrasing, mind you. So she decided to get the divorce at that moment in time. Oof. Um, sorry, I'm watching the Raptors game right now. <laughs> but nonetheless, what ended up happening was she also diverged on um, the abusive aspects of the relationship. So alcohol abuse and also physical abuse. So in regards to alcohol abuse, uh, she reported that they were both heavy drinkers and that they would drink to the point where they would just get blackout drunk and Basically, by the by the morning time, they wouldn't even remember half the things that they got into the night before. And one of the th- and one of those things or themes that she was was discussing was the physical abuse. So she stated that Nas physically abused her, and then she also did the same to him. So they were constantly physically fighting with one another against one another. In fact, so it just kind of takes you back into the toxicity of the relationship at hand, essentially. And I find it interesting that she mentioned that not only did he abuse her, but she abused him as well in the same manner. Um, And it's often reported that whenever there is spousal abuse, it's normally the man hitting the woman. We don't ever hear about the opposite. Or if there is a case of that, then then it doesn't really get touched on at all. Um, but nonetheless, that doesn't make it any better. Doesn't make it any worse. Like spousal abuse, is spousal abuse. No one should be committing it. And the reason why she decided to talk about it now, or why she kind of had reservations about it, is because she didn't really think too much of it until she saw the photos of of Rihanna post the Chris Brown beating that she got a couple years, or not even a couple years, but it's almost this is like nine years ago that we're talking about now. Uh, now that I think about it. But basically, she decided to come out about it, and she stated that 
she wasn't a weak individual and that she just wanted to kind of handle it her way and she felt like that was the best way that she could handle the situation um but now she's coming out about it and kind of speaking her piece so what do i have to say about that um i mean it's just disappointing to hear that they that she went through all that that their relationship went through all that and me being a fan of Nas and his music and his overall message for God knows how long now. I mean, ever since maybe I was like 14, for example, I mean, it's disheartening to hear because like, for me, that's my rap icon. That's my favorite artist of all time. Like, and that's purely subjectively saying, obviously, um, I never want to hear any of my idols going through something like that. Like, kind of having their name dragged in, in the mud so to speak and mind you i don't know if Nas has responded to this because this just came out i think last night actually so i don't know if he has responded to it recently and you know if that is the case then you know it, it is disappointing and disheartening to hear that Nas, you know abused uh Khalees in that fashion and you know, and I give credit to Kalise for owning up on her end of of the situation as well, saying that she physically abused him as well. You know, like so, kudos for her for for saying that. Um, at the end of the day, I hope there is some some sort of closure between the two parties. I know they're not married anymore. Um, I'm not sure how active. Nas is in his son's life. I have no clue. I hope he's very active, you know, in the same way that he'd be active with his daughter, Destiny. Um, and let's say, you know, he does come out to speak about this whole scenario. Then what does that mean for, let's say, uh, someone like uh, his, uh, his the, the, the mother of his, uh, of his daughter, Destiny? I can't remember her name. Um, but what does that say if now Khalees is coming out about, you know, physical abuse? Like, what if... What if she comes out and says, oh, yeah, Nas abused me, too, when we were in a relationship? I hope that's not the case. I really don't. don't I really hope that, that that's not the case at all, because, again, that'd be very disheartening to hear. But at the same time, I almost want to say no, that's not the like I want to believe that isn't the case, because this is just a, a woman who has her name's Carmen, by the way, Carmen. This is a woman that wrote a tell all book. Back in, I think it was the mid two thousands or the early two thousands. One of the one at one point in time, wrote a tell all book about her relationship with Nas, how she had the affair with Jay Z and also Allen Iverson as well. Um, I would assume that if there was any type of physical abuse in that relationship, it would have been discussed in that book, and that would have made headlines on top of all the other things that were discussed in that book as well. So it would be a little weird that you would have had the opportunity to, to discuss that in your book, but instead you're, you're deciding to, to discuss that now. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, but again, I do hope that both parties can kind of grow upon this and you know learn what not to do in their future relationships if they are in any right now. I'm not sure if Nas or Khalees are in one right now. Nothing's been reported. I, I really don't know if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I, I hope... I hope they can they can learn and grow from this, and I hope Khalees is doing well in her life right now, and I hope that no wrongdoing like that on that level comes to her. Not any wrongdoing at all, but again, at the same time, just trying to exclaim that no person, man or woman, should ever have to go through that type of abuse or those type of circumstances within a relationship. And if, in fact, damn, <laughs> sorry, I'm watching the game right now, but if, in fact, um, if, in fact, 
Well, I lost my point right now. I really lost my point because I was watching the game. I'm sorry. But basically, you guys know what I'm trying to say right now. Just everyone should just let cooler heads prevail, I would say. Um, we're going to take another commercial break. Uh, we, we're still expecting Nathan to come through. Not sure if he's caught in traffic or anything in the store, but we're definitely going to get his take on a lot of things that, that we want to discuss tonight. So keep it locked. Um, I'm actually going to play one of his records right now. This one is called Dreams. So we're going to get into that, and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Uh, we're still waiting on my man, Nathan Bayer, to come through. Um, when he does, we'll just uh, get him to jump in on the discussion. Uh, but nonetheless, I feel like we got to start the discussion right now, basically. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have him chime in whenever he is uh, able to come through into the studio. Nonetheless, let's get into the first topic, man. Let's get into Bill Cosby, all right? So the verdict just came out, and mind you, I'm going to be pausing every now and again to check out the game, so pardon me for doing that, diehard Raptors fan. Um, the verdict came out today that he was found guilty on all charges of uh, sexual assaults, and he was going to be sentenced to 30 years in prison. Now, there's been a lot of mixed reactions to this. Some people saying, good, he deserves it. Other people saying, oh, it's the system trying to keep another black man down. Where do I stand on it? I don't think, I don't know, sorry, I don't know if he's guilty on all of those accounts that he was accused for. I do believe, however, that he was guilty for some of them, at the very least. Because for me, and I've been saying this ever since this whole thing became like a national headline, essentially, but I've been very consistent in saying that if you have all these women coming out of the woodwork saying that this is what you did to them way back when, and they know that you know, they're not going to get any type of cash settlement out of it because it's within or because it's outside of the statutes of limitations. Then why bother coming out about it at all? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like with these women, like they just wanted some sort of like vindication and rightfully so, because they felt like they were wronged by him. And on top of that, you had Bill Cosby himself say or write rather in a deposition that he ordered a shipment of quaaludes, which is a sedative that knocks you to sleep, basically, and use it for the sake of drugging women to have sex with them. Now, a lot of people who are basically Team Cosby are saying, well, it was the 60s and the 70s. People were doing drugs openly at that time. But there's a difference between doing drugs openly with somebody versus somebody slipping a, a, a drug into your drink and then them taking advantage of that. There's a huge difference. There's a huge discrepancy between the two. There's a fine line that needs to be drawn in that scenario. So to me, that is kind of a weak excuse that a lot of people are giving. And a lot of the people who are Team Cosby, I feel like they're looking at Bill Cosby, the, uh, the, the television parental figure that they grew up watching. The one of the few shows, if not maybe the first show, that featured an African American male who also had a wife who also had, you know, multiple kids by that same woman in a middle class neighborhood or upper middle class, whatever you want to call it, who had a profession, who both had a profession whose kids were in school and they're educated, et cetera, et cetera. Like they kind of shed the mold of, you know, the typical black household that's what single parents or low income housing, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that. I get that he provided that that role model figure that we could look up to and be like, you know, I want to be like that or 
I want to aspire. I want someone that I know to aspire to be like that, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to take Bill Cosby, the character from that show, or Bill Huxtable, I think it was, um, and basically separate that from the person who was playing that character, was kind of playing this this entire time, especially when you consider the fact that he was the one who was so always so harsh and critical on the black community and judging people and painting them with a broad brush saying, oh, all you people live in low-income housing, you know, you're, you're all lazy, or all you boys need to pull up your pants, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Always pointing his finger at the black community for something minuscule and insignificant or something that he didn't really understand. But then, lo and behold, he's doing all these things in the dark. Now, people are going to argue, well, is 30, is 30 years too long? Or how come he's getting 30 years while this person is getting away? Scott Fear is only doing minimal time. How come Harvey Weinstein isn't doing any time right now? I mean, I don't know about the Harvey Weinstein case in full detail. I don't know if, that, if the trial has even begun in that regard. So if that's not the case, then we can't even speculate on that. Essentially, and yes, there are cases where there are kids who have who have raped other women who've only gotten out for three or six months, whatever the case may be. And I get that, I understand that. But at the end of the day, Cosby, and if we're looking at this from from an individual standpoint, if he did do those crimes, he has to pay for it. And I personally think he did those crimes because, again, to me, it makes no sense for. A boatload of women to come out of the woodworks, say that he did this to me, he did this to me, and knowing that they're not going to get any type of cash settlement out of it. They're coming out because they want some closure. And I can't just say because he's a black man, I got to stick by him. No. And I feel like that's another weak argument. Like, I get it. He has been an influential force within the black community for so long. But let's not act like he's the only leader we have left who's still alive and breathing. We have plenty of leaders who are who are alive and well and still breathing. We have a Denzel Washington. We have an Al Sharpton. We have so many people that I can name off of my fingers, whether they're, whether they're actors, they're politicians, they're full-time activists. I mean, there are so many people. We have Dr. Eric, we have Dr. Uh, Eric Mike, we we have Doc, we have Dyson, Eric, Eric Michael Dyson, we have him, we have Neil De, Neil deGrasse Tyson, we have so many influential black leaders in different aspects of media and other professions that we can look to for guidance. Bill Cosby isn't the only one; he might be the oldest one as far as who's still around and kicking, but at the end of the day, he's not the only one. And I get it; it sucks, but we have to call a spade a spade and realize that. This isn't the same person that we grew up with. This person is something else. And we can't look at him and be like, oh, it's not fair. But he was trying to buy NBC. That's why all these people are coming out. No, that's not the reason. Like, black people sometimes can be our, we can be our own worst enemies sometimes. We want something to be so true. And because of the fact that we haven't had so many black leaders who have lived to tell their, their version of a story, whatever the case may be, I get it. We are kind of compounded at the fact that that basically, sorry, I'm watching the Raptors game right now. It's TJ Melchior to the three. Pardon me. I get it that we're compounded at the fact that you know so many so many times we have black people who are wrongly convicted or accused of something and they do a hard time because of it. I firmly don't believe this is one of those times. And depending whether or not all of those cases are true, then we can kind of dissect and pontificate on that but i firmly believe that some of those cases are in fact true 
I firmly believe that he mishandled those situations poorly. And especially when he has already stated, like I just said before earlier, that he stated in a court deposition saying that he ordered quaaludes for the sake of sexually harassing women. I mean, when the man himself says it, what more do you want on the court document? What more do you want? Oh, man. I mean, sorry, black people, but... And I'm not trying to sound like an Uncle Tom or anything like that. I'm just trying to be as objective as possible. Like, we can't just say, oh, this guy's guilty, but this guy's innocent. No, you have to call a spade a spade. You got to be as objective as possible. Now, if you want to debate upon, you know, how much time he's getting and how much time he should get and what have you, we can leave that debate for another time. But, like, what I want to discuss primarily is whether or not this guy should go to jail for what he's done. And now I saw a post, speaking of which, and this is what really pissed me off. And I could tell this was done for the sake of trolling, and I sincerely hope that it was. But I'm not going to name any names. This person, I'm sure he's already getting heat from the ton of people that that are kind of speaking on that post. Um, But I remember earlier today before I came here, this person saying, oh, well, if if uh, Bill Cosby is doing time for things that he done that they, he did decades ago, then shouldn't white people uh, go to jail for slavery? What? I'm sorry. Like there are so many things to dissect <laughs> when it comes to that statement. So first off, the people who committed slavery, they're dead already. Their time has come and gone. They're they're facing the ultimate judgment right now, which is you know. Being in hell, essentially, like they're facing, they're facing ultimate judgment for all we know. Okay, that's one thing. Secondly, the white people who are alive right now, they are not responsible for slavery. Therefore, you can't convict them of something that they didn't do, since it's something that hadn't been done in their lifetime. All right, that's number two. And number three, slavery was actually legal. It was legal. It was morally wrong, of course. We all know that. But it was legal, and it was especially it was especially legal on a land that had no law at the time. Because mind you, the land that they that we're talking about is North America, of course. We're talking about North America and South America and the Caribbean. And even though there were inhabitants of that land there, which are the Aboriginals, no laws were actually established. There, there were no form of democracy was established. Therefore. They could do whatever the hell they want, whether it was moral or immoral. That's why they got a- away with, with smuggling uh, smallpox, uh, smallpox and blankets, while they got away with raping women of, the, of, of, the, of, the, uh, of that land. That's why they got away with so many things, because there's no laws. That's what the entire Civil War was about, for the, for the, the right to own slaves, essentially. That's what it was all about until 1890-whatever, when that was abolished with the Emancipation Proclamation. So, again, I firmly believe that that was a troll comment just to incite conversation. So, anyone who's kind of leaning towards that, like, honestly, check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's all I got to say in regards to that, all right? So, for anyone who's on Cosby and wants to use that argument, it don't bother. Just don't bother at all because it's a weak argument to say the least. Overall, I do believe that Cosby was responsible for some of those cases at the very least. 
and I feel like he should be doing some time. How much time? That's another conversation for another day because then we're going to get into a, ho- a whole lot more digging and pontificating upon that as well. But what do you guys think? Hit me up on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC. Let me know your thoughts. When we come back from the commercial break, I'm still going to check to see if Nathan Bio will be in studio. I'm not sure what the situation is looking like right now, but I'll double check for you guys. But in the meantime, I got some music on deck. When we come back, we'll talk about Kanye and all that good stuff, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Pardon me. Once again, it's your man DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Um, yeah, still no word on Nathan Bio. Um, I'm going to assume that he won't be able to make it in for tonight. I'm not sure what the deal is right now, but I'll find out for him later. But I hope everything's okay with him first and foremost. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to keep things moving, you know, because the show must go on. Um, so, we just talked about Bill Cosby. So now I want to get into Kanye West, all right? Oh, man. So <laughs> I kind of already had a light version of this of this discussion with my guest from last week. Uh, Tremaine, shout out to Tremaine, shout out to the whole stay out late fam. Um, but basically what I want to talk about is his endorsement with Donald Trump as of recent. OK, so he's been on social media lately and he's been making like all these positive tweets and stuff like that, which a lot of people have just been eating up and what have you. I'm like, nah, something's happening. Like we know he's coming out with an album. That's why he's broken his silence on Twitter. So, of course, he wants to drum up some controversy, whatever the case may be. So, boy, oh, boy, did he find a way to do that. And basically, he's been in pictures with, you know, some Republican constituents, so to speak, wearing a Make Make America Great Again hat, or a.k.a. the MAGA hat. And it's funny because whenever I hear the term MAGA, I'm thinking of like the Jamaican term for like skinny and all that. So whenever I hear a MAGA, he's wearing a MAGA hat. I'm like, what? So that's just a Toronto in me thinking that. But anyways, that's besides the point. So he's wearing a Make Make a Great Make America Great Again hat. He has he had an, an autograph signature from Donald Trump himself uh, on that hat, and also posted on Twitter saying, "I may not agree with Donald Trump on some things, but he's a great guy," et cetera, et cetera. Just basically giving him props and all this stuff. And it's like. Kanye, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, are you being that much of a troll right now? Like, are you being that much of a troll that you feel like you have to get attention to this level? And if that's the case, if that's how he feels, and that's pretty sad because it kind of shows you where he's at right now. And it's funny because a lot of people are saying Kanye's in the sunken place. He's in the sunken place. I made that joke on social media a few times this week as well. But really, the truth behind the matter is he's been in the sunken place. Go Raptors go. Sorry. <laughs> He's been in the sunken place for a long time. Even before the movie Get Out, he's been in the sunken place. The man was in the sunken place from the moment he decided to marry Kim Kardashian. Because at that point, it's like, okay, what are you marrying this woman for? Like, are you doing it because you actually love her? Or do you want that validation? You just want that extra amount of fame to kind of push you further into your career as you get older? Like, what's really happening right now? You know what I mean? So now he's with Kim Kardashian in 2013. Then he puts out the Yeezus album, which was absolutely garbage. I don't care what anyone tells me. That's the worst project from me I've ever heard in my life. And it's just a bad project overall. Like, don't even try to tell me that that was a good project or even an okay project for that matter. Because at the end of the day, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And then... He comes out a few years later with with um, with what's it, what's it called, Life of Pablo. Some people like that album a lot. 
I think people only liked that album a lot because they felt like it was a return to Yeezy form and it was better than Yeezus. Now, was it better than Yeezus? Yes, I absolutely agree it was better than Yeezus. But as a Kanye album for Kanye standards, to me, it really wasn't that good. It was just an okay album. You had some bangers here and there. There was a concept on there that wasn't really that cohesive. And I feel like people are just kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's had such a strong record of albums within his catalog. And you know what he has? I mean, he had the college dropout classic, late registration classic, graduation classic. Damn. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. I don't consider that a classic, but it's still a very good album. It was a departure from the yay that we knew at the time, but still a very good album. And then he had My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, in my opinion, the classic. Musically speaking, his best album. But then he drops Yeezus, and then he also drops Life of Pablo. And now he's coming out with an album later on in the summer, which he has alluded to on social media. But at the end of the day, I just don't believe that it's... Yes! Pascal Siakam. Sorry, my bad, guys. I'm watching this game right now as we're speaking. Um, but yeah, nonetheless... I just don't believe him. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I'm done believing in this guy. And for me, it was always a thing for me where I, I would always say, yes, Kanye is outspoken, and he may talk some ish here and there, but you can still rely on the fact that he puts out good music. He hasn't consistently done that within the last five years. And I think the reason why a lot of people are giving backlash towards Kanye is because of the fact that whatever he says out loud in person is a reflection of what he says in his music. When he said George Bush don't care about black people, he opened he openly talked about sociopolitics within um uh sorry, not graduation, um late registration and college dropout. He did that heavily and and prolifically in fact in those two albums. So now when we're hearing that 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 um Donald Trump is a cool guy and and uh, he respects him, it's like so where are your thoughts now then? Like what like what do you hold dear in your heart at this point? Like do you care about the black people that are down at the bottom? Like you want to say stuff on Twitter like oh Obama was in office for eight years and nothing in Chicago changed. Yet he really, yet while he was in office, he signed off on a number of boys and girl programs and outreach centers for for a lot of the Chicago natives. But then when Trump became in power in office, he he canceled all of those. So really, when you want to look down at it, is this the guy that you're endorsing now? Is this your king? Is this your king? Him? That's your king right there? The guy who's supposed to lead you into a future? Come on now. Like, yay, you're you're fooling a lot of people. You're not fooling me. And it's funny because John Legend uh, was on Hot 97 uh, talking about a conversation that he had with Kanye West through text, which Kanye screen captured and put it out for the masses to see. Now, good for John Legend, because what he said in that in that message was saying how basically saying that you are a huge influence to a lot of people in the world and that you're one of the greatest artists of our generation and that, you know, your voice is so strong and you're letting a lot of people down right now. That's basically the gist of what he was saying. And but then he also said that he also said something negative towards John Legend saying that I think he tried to say that you're trying to bring him down or you're trying to use some sort of some sort of rhetoric to kind of dismantle his name, so to speak. I can't remember the, the last part of that of that quote, 
but nonetheless, it was very destructive in, in my manner. So it just lets you. It it just goes to show that where Kai is at right now, he's somebody who craves attention in as many ways as possible, which is why he's aligning himself with Trump, which is why he's married to the Kardashian Jenner clan, which is why he's having all these outbursts about wanting to be accepted into the fashion world and what have you, and the and the joke about this about everything is the fact that all these people that he's aligning with himself right now are the same people that want to hang him with a noose when he did all that stuff to Taylor Swift back in the day when he upstaged her at the VMAs and people were just calling for his head at that moment. These are the same people that wanted to see you left for dead. And now you want to say that this is your crew, this is where you're hanging with, and now they're like, oh my God, Kanye, we love you. No, they only they don't even love you. They like you at this point. They see you as a commodity now because you can be yet another black figurehead, which they can point to and say, see black people in America? You should be more like Kanye. He's basically Stacey, Stacey Dashing himself right now. He is the new Stacey Dash at this point. And it's sickening. And it's not to say that because you're black, you have to be a Democrat and that, you, and that there's no such thing as a black Republican. But at the end of the day, the Democratic Party has been more historic in being for the people of color, especially when it comes to black people. They are more, the Democrats are more aligned, are more aligned with Democrats because they speak to their issues. Do they do it perfectly? No. But do they do it nonetheless? And have they been more consistent at it? Yes, they have. The Republican Party only worries about making the rich and the poor poor. So if you're within a certain tax bracket, then the Republican Party will help you out. But let's be honest. When it comes to America in particular, the Republican Party only helps out people within the South in particular because of the fact that when when slavery and civil when slavery was abolished and civil rights was implemented, civil rights was meant to help out people of color. And it was the Democrats who put that in place. It was uh Lyndon Lyndon Lyndon, oh my gosh, Lyndon, I can't remember the name. The name. It was Lyndon something. So part of my 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 uh, my lapse on American history. But nonetheless, it was those people who were Democrats who wanted to uplift people of color and people of any and every minority group or as many as possible during that time, during the civil rights era. So it's because of that that black people in America, for the most part, trust the Democrat. Democratic Party more than the Republican Party. And that used to include Kanye West, but now because he wants fame i guess because he already has fame and he wants more of it because he wants attention because he wants to be so heavily focused on being counterculture that he's willing to say anything and everything to be a part of counterculture so to speak now he wants to align himself with the devil himself and i feel like that's pathetic and that's sad all because he wants attention and i feel like this is potentially who kanye was all along because you, you talk about somebody who wants attention. I mean, how did he get attention in the first place? He got attention in the first place early in his career when he said that I'm a rapper who doesn't talk about gangster stuff and I'm somebody who isn't dressed baggy and stuff like that. He got attention by that. That was cool. He wanted to get attention by producing records for not only rap artists but artists of other genres as well. He did that and he did that to damn near perfection and we dug that. He got attention by being outspoken about a lot of things. Now, mind you, sometimes they're a little they're a little petty, but other times there are things that needed to be spoken about. We gave him a pass in that. It's cool because it reflected with his music. But then he started voicing his 
his his displeasure about not being accepted into the high end fashion world of people who want to accept him anyway. Then he wanted to get accepted, you know, by the world by being involved with the Kardashian family and so on and so forth. And then the rest is history at this point. What I'm trying to say is this. I am exhausted at attempting to support Kanye West at this point. I'm exhausted at this point. I I can't deal anymore. I can't deal. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what I'm going to get with Kanye. I really don't. I honestly don't know what I'm going to get with this person. So at the end of the day, I don't know, man. I'm off the bandwagon. Like he said, he's coming out with an album. He said he's coming out with an album with Kid Cudi. He's producing an album from Nas. That remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see. I'm not going to buy the albums. Maybe the Nas one, depending. I'll, I'll stream it first at the very least. But as far as him and him and Kid Cudi album, I don't know. I'll stream it maybe like a month into it because at the end of the day, I don't lean on him for music. Solely, for, solely on music. I lean on others. I lean on Kendrick Lamar. I lean on J. Cole. I lean on Big Crit. There's so many other artists that I can rely upon. And you also got to take this into consideration. Look at Jay-Z and their relationship. Jay-Z defected away from Kanye because of all this of, of, of all this nonsense. If he, of all people, is defecting away from Kanye, somebody who has stuck with him, someone who has defended him to the bitter end, then you know something's up. You know something's up. Nonetheless, we're going to get to one more commercial break, and then after that, we're going to get into our wanks of the week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Oh, before we get to that, we got some old school music. We're going to get to Outcast with uh, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Funk Music. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Cool. Listen, Jay, ladies and gentlemen, I try to tell y'all. I try to tell y'all. I try to tell y'all. Raptors in six. What did I say? What, did say? what the hell did I mother freaking say? <laughs> Raptors and six. One more cool drop. <laughs> Raptors and six, man. I tried to tell y'all. Uh, I tried to tell y'all. Uh, I, tr- I tried. He tried. I tried to tell y'all. Y- y- but y'all didn't want to listen. No, no. Same old Raptors, though, guys. Same old Raptors. Same- Yo, c- kill that noise, all right? Kill it. Kill yourself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man DM Cool Losing my cool Welcome to Cool Radio In case you don't know, Raptors won I think the score was 102-92 They beat the Washington Wizards on their home floor They win the series in six games Like I called from the very beginning And they will be facing the winner Of the Cleveland versus Indiana series And this is the first time that the Raptors Have really been in the chill seat Where they get to wait on Who their next opponent will be We haven't been in that in that, in that that air before But nonetheless um, I just say before the air that we would get to the Wednesday of the week, but luckily in the stroke of time, and because you know I kind of run teams here, we're gonna give some air time to my guest who f- was able to finally make it to the studio. Ooh. You know, he kind of had to fight through a whirlwind of different obstacles, but much like the Raptors, he got the job done <laughs> and made it in studio. I got my man Nathan Baya in studio. Uh, what uh, is uh, happening, my brother? I am good, my brother. How are you? Clearly, you're ecstatic uh, about this win. Yeah, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit. Um. But tell us about um what you've um what you've been up to since the last time you were here on Cool Radio. Okay, so recently I started this thing called Jane Street Speaks. It's an open mic platform for artists. Basically, I'm just trying to pr- uh, provide artists with a lot of the opportunities that I struggle to get. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it like I'm trying to open a door for them. I struggle to get on the radio. I struggle to get performances. So I'm like, okay, 
You know what I'm saying? I know how hard it is to get books. So let me, I know how hard it is to get on the radio. I know how hard it is to get on TV. Mm-hmm. These are all doors that I've been able to kind of wheel in through. So right. I'm trying to make that door more accessible to other artists. And basically, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Just curating events. Because, you know, it's hard to get booked as a local artist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, that's how you got to make your own events. Right. You and you know, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about you ever since like the last time you were on my show, because you've always been a do it yourself type of type of artist as well. And I feel like a lot of artists nowadays kind of adopt that that same mentality because we've all been there, you know, including myself as well, who has been a performing artist as well, yeah. where we've always had to rely upon um, uh, a promoter to kind of get us on shows. Sometimes we'd have to sell their tickets for them and what have you. And then, and then you know, it's crazy. Then they're like, oh, here are 10 tickets. Give us back five yeah. of the money. And we'll give you half the profits. And then it's like, well, and we're making money at the door as well. Exactly. So then you're like, I'm making $50. And you know, and first of all, it's hard for a local artist to sell one ticket. Exactly, because everyone's thinking, "Oh, well, I know this guy, I know this girl, like whatever. Why should I be paying this money?" Even though they'll pay like a hundred dollars to see Beyonce for once in their entire life, right? But that's neither here nor there. But I'm glad that you are, you know, uh, starting this initiative. Um, Do you have anyone lined up for for your first show by any chance, or not yet? Um, We have a couple. Well, it's open mic, right? So we never know who's coming through the door. Oh, okay, right, right. Of course, of course. Uh, We do. I do have a couple events to plug in, but I do need to check my phone for that. But it's kind of charged. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Don't even worry about that. But no, that's a that's a good look still. And I feel like a lot more artists need to have that mentality as well. Not just to be the artist, but to also be the mogul as well. So mm-hmm. to look at yourself in like the business sense too, because at the end of the day, like you are your best fan in the sense because you're looking out for yourself. You're looking out for your own investment. And I feel like we need to see more shows that are set up by artists themselves too. Yeah. And I feel like we're in an era now, especially in Toronto from what I've seen and experienced as well, mm-hmm. that people have their own platform as as far as managing like their own career and what have you mm-hmm. and then helping manage others as well because that's how you kind of help build like yeah. for me for example you know when i was an artist you know like full not full time but like more consistently Word. i was also doing radio as well so not only was i plugging myself i was plugging other artists too that's the best way to go about it. exactly exactly and like now that i do more of this more often yeah. than recording and what have you i just love to see the fact that there are artists who are adopting that same mentality as wearing more than one hat in a sense so it's yeah, good yeah, to see yeah. you doing that of course of course on top of that too uh in the states or whatever they <coughs> they work together and build together in yeah. toronto we're so divided that's why it's hard right. for us to you don't really build as a team mm-hmm. so definitely you gotta have if you got through the door you gotta bring your brothers in as well your sisters in as well so gotta spread the you know spread the positivity absolutely absolutely now um i know you were kind of kind of late getting here but it's all good we're still gonna talk we're still gonna chat it up okay. i wanted to get your opinion on, on a few things actually all right so um Earlier in the show, we were talking about... Actually, no, before we even get to that, um, I want to talk about this particular person because we were talking about this person the last time you were here, okay. uh, Meek Mill. Okay. So he recently was was freed from prison. Yes. And I remember... Yeah, yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a passionate debate about this, which I <laughs> absolutely love because yeah. it's always dope when I get to have like these discussions and what have you. Okay. Um, but I remember predicting that he would be out of jail in less than a year. That was my prediction. You're right. Lo and behold, five months. You know what I mean? So it's like going forward, in your opinion, do you see or do you feel rather that Meek going forward will be a bit more cognizant of the situation that he's in now that he's experienced freedom, now that he can get to be with his his children or his child and his loved ones? Do you feel like he'll move a bit smarter going forward? Yeah, I feel like he learned his lesson from now. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like everybody kind of vouched for him to get freed. And we've seen the... Though, you know, he did do a couple things that kind of put him in that position. Mm-hmm. We did see that the judge was unjust. Right. We did see many things to add to it. And right. at the end of the day, it just goes to show 
how many other more black men are incarcerated by judges who really are, don't have the right state of mind mm-hmm. and how many more get freed and he probably only got lucky because he's famous right exactly but, you know what I mean the other right. black father who's not famous <clears throat> mm-hmm. he's probably gonna stay there for life and nobody's mm-hmm. gonna care to vouch for him exactly so I feel like it's a fight for justice everywhere but I feel like he's gonna I feel like he learned his lesson yeah, right. I don't see it. If he goes back, yeah, like I'm already not on his side anyway. So if he goes back, that further proves my point. But going to what you're saying though, um, like yeah, you, like the, you're right. The judge wasn't just and what have you. And like the point that I was making a few months back when we were discussing this, I feel like if you've had that same judge overlook your case for this long amount of time, then I felt like it, it was on Meek Mill's defense attorney system to go to the DA. Yeah. And say, hey, we want a different judge because this one is way too biased yeah. a- against him. So I feel like they should have done that from the jump. But also, I just feel like move, uh, Meek should have been moving smarter no matter how corrupt that the system was. And right. even with the system being corrupt, even more reason to move smarter you're a black as well. Target, right? Exactly. When you become famous, having from a success, you're mm-hmm. a black target. So you have to be really aware of that. Yeah, so definitely, I'm with you on that one. Exactly. And just all the opportunities that you get that the common black man would not get. You know what I mean? I just disagree vehemently with the people who kind of try to put him in the same box as like Eric Garner or Sandra Bland or the people who like lost their lives to police yeah, brutality. Yeah, That's true. when I was like, skirt! Like, no. <laughs> it's not about that. Situations. Yeah, it's a false equivalence. Yeah. But you know what? As a person, I'm just happy that Meek is out of prison. I'm not gonna be here to be like, yo, Meek Mill free Meek. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that because that'd be faking me. Yeah, yeah. But, but I will say, as a person, I don't want to see anyone, you know, go through that type of scenario. Mm. You know, if they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm glad Meek got out. You know, within the time that he did, I said less than a year, mm-hmm. five months, cool. And I hope, you know, him being what at least thirty. He's at least thirty years old. He, 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 he has to smarten up. He has to smarten up. It's not just him anymore. He has a child to look after. Yep. I don't know if he has multiple kids, but if he has at least one kid, which he does that we know for sure. Yeah. We were also father. speaking about mental health last time, too. We and, were. Uh, Meek Mill opened up about his lack of mental health. Did he? Yeah, he said how like the reason why he was tripping with Drake and everything, he the whole wins and losses album, yeah. he did a lot of pill popping. You know what I mean? A lot okay. Of, a lot of pill popping, and that's what led him to go crazy and to not right. act in his right state of mind. Right. So there's probably a reasoning behind all the all the things that he's doing. So it goes to show you, even with money, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have, like, if you're not sane in here, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're not going to be sane in the way that you're maneuvering. Mm-hmm. But I wish I brother the best. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's switch to another topic now. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> Uh, now it's funny because before you got here i i made my case about bill cosby and what have you what's your opinion um so my opinion since everyone's already heard it i feel like he is guilty of at least some Mm. of the counts that are going against him all of them i don't know for sure like i'm kind of questionable on that Mm. but at least some of them mainly because of the fact that a all these women are coming out the woodworks, even though that they know they're, that they're outside the statutes and limitations and can't get any financial compensation for that. Yeah. And B, because Bill Cosby already stated in a deposition, in a court dep- deposition, yeah. that he ordered quaaludes, which is a sedative that puts you to sleep, and, and for the purpose of having sex with these women. He said that in a court deposition. So when the man himself even confesses to that, why should I feel that... <laughs> It, it's otherwise, you know what I mean? But of course, it's a contingency of people who say, oh no, it's the sister's trying to, is out to get him and all that yeah, stuff every, because he wants to buy NBC. No, it's not about that. I mean, what's your take on that? I've already speaking enough on this. What's your take on that? Honestly, um, 
disgusting act to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in consent, so every woman should have consent before anything. Right. Um, so automatically, like, it's sad because, you know, like, it's sad. Like, we don't have enough black kings and black leaders. Every time we ha- we, we got, like, this is our guy. Yeah. They bring up some fat history and we're like, oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the reason why people yeah. aren't letting go of this. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to accept the yeah. guy you consider the father on your television yeah. screen doing these things. But not only did that happen, which you brought up, also there was an interview where he kind of said it. Like, he kind of basically made a joke about it. Right. And it was kind of like, it's not really funny, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know I mean? Like, yo, we're, we're laughing at a rape joke. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like when Suge Knight did the whole, oh, if you want to kill someone, you don't want to get caught. Yeah. Just with AIDS. Yeah, we called it the Easy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do Easy though. I didn't do it on Easy. It's like, you know, like. Yeah. And it's crazy how these things come about. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of ridiculous. But my opinion on it is, man. Do the crime, do the time. I, it seems like he's pretty guilty. Like, right. I can't let how much I love him stop him. You know right. what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, women are how we were all born on this earth. Absolutely. And I feel like, and to me, the most disheartening thing to me about this is the fact that I see more men advocating for the the guilty verdict of Cosby than women. Mm. I've seen more women come out, in de- uh, more black women in particular, come out in defense of, of, of Bill Cosby. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? It's hard. It's, it's like even today, like uh, Khalees said how Nas. Uh, yeah, I talked then, about that too, actually. And then I, I, I was there like, you know, I, I didn't say she was lying. I didn't yeah. say anything like that. But it's hard to accept because it's like, yo, I put this guy as you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're mm. belowering him, it's like you're belowering him one of my idols or whatever. Right, right, right. But in the same breath, we do have to understand that yeah. you know, these are our women. They're speaking up. They're opening up. Yeah. We have to cater our ear to them. And you have so. to call a spade a spade as well. Yeah. Like if all these people are coming out the war works and they know, they know they have nothing tangible yeah. to gain from it, then we at least have to listen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen to their stories. Listen to what they're talking about. Yeah. And I just feel it's so disheartening when I see a lot of black women coming out and say, oh, it's the man. It's the system that's trying to bring him down because he's trying to buy NBC and like he's one of our black heroes that we grew up with. The that's wor- not the same guy you grew up with. Bill Huxtable or whatever the name of his character was on the, on the Cosby show yeah. is not the same as Bill Cosby. It's hard to accept that reality. We yeah. Get, we get that is a TV it. character that we became infatuated with because he was one of the first, if not the first, positive representation mm-hmm. of black of a black individual and black families that we saw on television. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. And I empathize. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to come to grips with the realization that this guy did some nasty shit back in the day. And it's so hypocritical of him to do that because he was always the one pointing his finger at black people talking about, oh, people who live in uh, uh, on the poverty line, they're lazy. Or all these people sagging their pants, you need to pick up your pants. Being the judge, jury, and executioner, all all about while at the same time he yeah. did all that nasty shit in the sixties and seventies. And then there's some people saying, "Oh, well, that was that era where drugs were highly accessible." Listen, li- li- listen right here. Listen, right- and I said this earlier. I'm going to say it again. There is a difference between openly using drugs in parties. Yeah. You know, knowing that you have a drug in you. And there's another difference when someone slips a drug in your drink and you don't even know about it. That is called date rape. That's true. To me, it's like, damn, son. Like, how? That's, that's deep, B. You're going to really go that route to get a little, oh, come on now. Listen, like, we all, we have, we still have black heroes who still exist no matter what realm they're in. We have Denzel Washington. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have T'Challa. We have T'Challa, right? We have T'Challa. Um, <laughs> please keep it clean. I know, right? Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Please. 
We we have Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel. We have Michael Eric Dyson. Will Smith. We we have Will Smith. We have Neil deGrasse Tyson. We have Jay-Z. Al Sharpton. All these men, you know, a lot of these men, they're married men. So it might go to show you that right. there's something about just holding down one good woman that, you know, could really benefit you. Right, exactly. You know what? Like, I'll even throw LeBron James in that category, course, too. Course, he may right. be the youngest in that category, but he's still doing this thing, and he's using his wealth for the betterment of his community and what have you. So at the end of the day, while, he, while Bill Cosby is one of our oldest and most storied black icons, He's not the only one. And I get it. He's like 80-something years old. He doesn't. He probably doesn't have left, a lot of time left on this world. And he may die in prison for all years. we know. He may die in prison. He may die. We don't know. And that will be a sad end to a legacy. He definitely is that way. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless, it, unless they, they drop the charges. I would even want to live until 110. Bro. I know, right? <laughs> Damn, you know how much decades that is? Right? <laughs> Jeez. You've seen everything. <laughs> exactly. Either, either way... You have to come to grips with reality and say that this isn't the same guy that you fell in love with anymore, man. And I wish a lot of black people in general would just, would just come to grips with that. I get it. All the white racist Republicans are, are just chopping at the bit right now. Yeah. But let them have that win if that's the case. Mm-hmm. We have to focus on the fact that this isn't the same person who we thought it was growing up. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he was portraying a character on television. But, like, my question is because, okay, their art is separate from their life. Mm-hmm. So when they do something in their personal life that make the, do we now hate their art even though it's good art? That's a very good question, and I've always had this debate with people. I don't feel like you should hate their art, mm-hmm. especially if you've grown up with it all these years and had an affliction to it. Like for example, we were talking about Nas just now. Of course, Nas is my favorite. Filmatic forever. Bro. Exactly. That's my. Sorry. That's probably my favorite album that I've ever listened to. That's yeah, the, yeah. the best forty minutes of my life. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite the fact that he had this abusive relationship with Khalees, where he hit her and she hit him. That won't take away from the fact that I that I'm still in love with that album. Am I disappointed in Nas? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna say that his music is terrible mm-hmm. because of that incident. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and that's where me, I stand. Yeah, and to me, I feel like we should also wait on Nas' side of the story. As well. And that's what Which I said too. I'm pretty surprised that he hasn't spoken up about it yet because he's always been pretty vulnerable on every album. I'm, I'm surprised he never opened up about it. Right. Yet. But like, yeah, like I feel as if like. I do love the fact that women can now be outspoken and say, this is what happened to me, this is who did it. Right. But I do believe before we just throw out judgment, let's at least wait on the yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, and I was even talking to my friend. Um, as a black people, we grew up in domestic abuse, like violence in, in the household. Right. And we don't always get a chance to go to therapy, so sometimes we blindly bring it into our relationships. Right. And then it becomes... You know, girl hitting guy, guy hitting girl. Right. And constantly, this constant, this battle, which is really toxic. Right, right. And I believe that nobody starts off like that. I don't think you start off swinging. I believe that something happened in the relationship that pushed you to that point. Mm-hmm. Something that triggered you. Obviously, it's not permissible. Right. That's why I say it's better to not be in a toxic relationship. Because right. that shit will drive you nuts. Yeah, it will. And yeah, then make that's it look a very like good a monster. Point. Absolutely. And then when the person's like, this is what they did. They're not also adding, and this is what I also kind of did to also lead them to that point. Though nothing is permissible. Nothing, hitting a woman is never okay. Right, never right. A man. Right, yeah. and that, that's a very strong point they made about, you know, mental health and, and not seeking a therapy and what have you. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like, like when it comes to those abusive relationships, it just comes to lack of communication oh, as well, like oh. a strong lack of communication and kind of rounding that back out to the Cosby. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put sympathy on him because uh, for, for what he did, but you would have to think that there is some sort of chemical imbalance going on his head for him to, to do that. 
maybe he grew up, he never got a chance to uh, enjoy sex with women or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So he's like, I got to do whatever I got to do to get it. Right. And maybe he thought that was the only way. There's always some sick, twisted plot to it. Because I feel right. like sexual frustration is a real thing. Right. So at the end of the day, maybe he was experiencing that. Obviously, it's not okay to go and do that. Right, right, exactly. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Can't you just pay for it at this point? Like, Listen, like, porn is free on the internet nowadays, man. Like, <laughs> there are escorts you can pay for it. Why... Yeah, that I makes no sense. Like you, like, it. and at that time you have the money. Like you're a celebrity, so yeah, like, like, like if you got if you got to blow your money on yachts and, and and expensive cars and all that stuff, then you can spend a few hundred on an escort. You know yeah, what I mean? Just do that. You yeah, know I mean, at least that's like a though it's an illegal business. It's a business. At least you know it's like a fair trade. It's not like you're going out and slipping drinks and raping people. That's right. Like, I just don't know how you sleep at night with. Oh my god. Exactly. That's just horrible. So. You know, kind of putting it close on on the on on the Cosby scenario. Like, I do feel like, my personal opinion, I feel like he is guilty on at least some of those accounts. I don't know about all of them. Yeah. And people are saying, well, you know, the amount of time that he's getting, you know, it's 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 impartial because, or it's it's uh, not impartial, but it's biased against him because certain people got less time for what he did and what have you. you it's just yeah, right. I don't know. So I don't know. I feel like that in itself is another topic, basically, as far as how much time he should have gotten. Because then we're gonna get into semantics at that point. Um, but nonetheless, people watching at home, listening at home right now, I know we're in the overtime edition, which is all good. But nonetheless, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Cool Radio. Let me know. Share me your thoughts at Cool Radio CC. And then one more topic I want to get into before we bring the show to a close, man. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Kanye West. Now, I talked about him again earlier in the show. I, I've already said my piece. Um, his, he's been on a recent tirade talking about Donald Trump and how he's friends with him and how he likes him and supports him, doesn't agree with him all the time, but that's his guy. And um, how he... He put on blast John Legend over a text conversation that they had earlier. Um, well, yeah, what, what? Because I remember John Legend was getting at him. Yeah, so John Legend, he he straight up said, "Listen, like you're one of the greatest artists of our time. You're so influential, and I think you need to be careful about the things you say in regards to Trump because I feel like you're kind of alienating your your core fan base and like all the people who love and care and respect you as well." Yeah. And then I think Kanye said. Something to the extent of, oh, you're, he's trying to demonize him because of his support for Trump. Something like that. But anyways, this whole ordeal with, with, with Kanye West, like, what's your take on it? Kanye will never do what's the norm. Kanye has always tried to oh, just, cool just, just like, he's, what, if people are going right, this guy's going left. And sometimes it's like, okay, you're doing the right thing. But then sometimes it's like you're just begging for attention, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you knew logically putting that out was going to get a certain reaction. You know what I mean? So I think he went into it knowing what he was doing. And I think he wants to trouble your mind so that by the time you find out maybe why he's a, he, he's a supporter of Trump, then it's like, oh, okay, I get your perspective. But regardless, you're an ally with an enemy. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Trump has made it clear racism to the fullest point. Right. And it's like, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like people forget that they're black. You know what I mean? And I think <coughs> Kanye is one of those people that forgot that they're black. But then reality is going to slap you and remind you you're exactly. black. You know what I mean? Like Tiger Woods, reality slapped and reminded yep. you you're black. With you know a nine I mean? iron. <laughs> <laughs> OJ got reality, you're black. Just yeah. because you get to a certain level of financial status mm-hmm. does not mean that you lose, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I feel like Kanye has been in, you know, been in that sunken place and he's just sinking right now. But I'm sure he's going to come out with a crazy album and he's going to break it down for people. We're all going to be fans of him again. I'm still a fan of him. I'm still bumping. I just know, I just know, like, I'm not going to throw judgment just yet because I know for a fact there's a reasoning behind this. 
There's a reason. There has to be a reasoning. Behind well, the reasoning. First off, the reasoning is he has an album coming out. Oh, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the the yeah, promotion pull. Right. You Sec- know what's crazy about that though? What? Even when, whenever okay, whenever an organization, or whatever something is failing, they do some hella racist stuff uh-huh. to get everybody's attention. Yeah. And then they back out and apologize. Right. H and M did it. Yep. Oh, sorry, you guys. We didn't know what we were doing. Starbucks. Starbucks. I remember that soap commercial when they. Oh, Dove. Right. Dove. Right. And it's like, it's really to get them popping again. Yeah. you know, this is what's going to make black people talk about us. And at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure it's going to raise awareness for some racist customers that probably believe in them. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all a money scheme. So to me, it's like, if you have an album, like, don't you don't need to do them. Like, right. Just, I don't know. Like, so what you were saying before about he's always been trying to do something to get, to get attention. Yeah. I said earlier before you got here, I said earlier that this is who Kanye has always been, for better or for worse. Yeah. For better or for worse. Because he's always gotten attention in in as many ways as possible. So when he first came out, he came out and said that he's a rapper who doesn't talk about the gangster stuff and he likes to wear polos and fitted clothing. Yeah, We got that. Yeah. But we were cool with that. Yeah. He was also a, a rapper who who liked to produce for, produce for artists in and outside of hip-hop, mm. which got him a lot of attention. Mm. He did that. Mm. We were cool with that. Mm. He was somebody who wanted to invest in fashion. He did that earlier. We were cool with that earlier with like, the Nike stuff and all yeah, that. We were, we were cool with that. We were cool with that. But then he starts Walt going off there. I know, right? <laughs> Walmart. Halt Refu. <laughs> Anyways. You ain't got that. Oh, my God. And then and then that's when shit hit the fan. With that interview, with him dating Kim Kardashian, he did all these things to get attention, but he did it in the worst ways. Yeah. But the, to be honest... This is who Kanye has always been. But now he's just doing it for the worst, and it just looks bad on his end right now, basically. And for me, yes, he's made dope music. And I always used to say to people, Kanye is outspoken. We get it. Sometimes for the betterment, sometimes for the worst part. But at least you can rely on him for dope music. But then he puts out Jesus. (laughs) Now I can't even defend this guy anymore. (laughs) Then he put out the light. people like Jesus, though. I know, and that's the crazy thing. (laughs) I don't get it. And some people love, they love the life of Pablo, and they swear it's up in there with the college dropouts and all that stuff. And I'm just saying, no, it's not. You only like it because it's way better than Jesus. But in the grand scheme of things, if you want to put it on its own on the island, it's not that good of an album. It's an okay album. He had a few bangers on there, which really hit at the early part of the of the of the of the, of the album. Yeah. But then. The, the concept is disjointed. It's not really cohesive as it is mm-hmm. on previous efforts. It's it's it just, just it's it's not what it used. It's to be. not inspired at all. The man changed the title of the album three times before it came out, and when he came out, it wasn't even mixed properly. So what does that show you? He's not even putting in the work anymore. So why, as as a consumer, should I be invested in Kanye at this point? Yeah, and he started off with way too much of a message to. Keep going where he's going now. Like it just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really fit. Right. The, the, and know? like, and like, how do we go from George Bush doesn't care about black people Tell to me. make America great again? I don't get it. I don't get it myself. What? I just you know, that that Kardashian family. I'm telling you, like, they're, I don't know. Whatever they get a black man, it's like something happens. Right. Tiger took the most L's. Right. Tiger almost lost his whole career messing with whoever he was messing I, with. It was either Kylie or Kendall, whichever one, one of them. One of them. One of them. This guy was taking L's every second of the year. This is what I said about 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 Kanye before you got here as well. I said, oh shit, what did I say actually? I said a lot about Kanye actually before you got here, but but essentially what it what it what it all comes down to at the end of the day is that and yes, this is what I remember. 
the white people that he's aligned himself with now, all these Republican people, mm. these are the same people that are hanging him dry when he upstaged Taylor Swift at the VMAs way, way, way back, calling for him and, and all this stuff like he that. Wants, he and wants, now, yeah. now he wants that attention and recognition from those same people who are ready to hang him. And now they only mess with him because now he is a Stacey Dash mm. in a sense where they can point to him and be like, see, black people, why can't you be like Kanye? He doesn't look at these things like that. He's just a pawn now. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when Jay-Z, his boy, who defended him for so long disassociates himself with Kanye that's when you know something's wrong and I feel like all these Kanye supporters aren't looking at the large picture they're so infatuated with what they grew up listening to kind of like the Cosby situation yeah. what they grew up listening to what they became infatuated with yeah. they're they're looking at it and they're just like yeah but it's Kanye though listen you can still enjoy the music you can enjoy college dropout late registration I was bumping graduation a few months ago I love that album my favorite Kanye album yeah. to be honest but at the end of the day real recognize real call a spade a spade and you looking kind of unfamiliar thank you <laughs> Shout out to Riley Freeman. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're not the same yay. You're not Yeezy no more. Yeah, you're Kanye yeah. Kardashian at this point. Yeah, Jesus walks. Uh, right? Where is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling him to recreate what he already created. Yeah. But I am saying, like, you know, like, yeah, I would like, I want to hear, I want to hear hip-hop from Kanye. Like, and I'm then, hearing too much new generation rap. And then I feel like, and then I think Chance, Rapture, Chance the Rapper also defended Kanye on Twitter. They're from Chicago. Yeah, so of I course. You know, you're gonna of course. But you. but Chance needs to be careful because, like, the wave that he's riding right now, yeah. if he all of a sudden decides to support Trump, he's fucked. Yeah. You I know? just don't get why would you support yeah, like, and why would you even be open about something and not think black people are gonna get it, especially with what's going on in the world? Like, I just, right, like I don't see how that helps the album in any fashion. But I think what Kanye really wants, I think he wants to door in those that that white realm. He does all the time, even going back to 2013 yeah. when he was crying and begging about being a part of the European fashion world. The same people who kind of shunned you out uh, all those years ago, and you and you want back in for whatever reason. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you, Kanye. They yeah. don't. It's crazy oh, to see. Man. It's crazy to see. Like, you know, I don't think people understand the concept of black privilege. It's a privilege to be black. There is. I agree. Privilege does exist. At the end of the day, it's a different kind of realm, though. It's yeah, a different kind of realm. Mean, it wasn't meant for you. That's why, like Charlemagne the God said, we need to. Uh, even Nas said, we need to uplift uh, the BET Awards. Yeah. We need to uplift these black awards. Yeah, that like... We won't care about a Grammy. Exactly. They never even wanted to accept us. It took Will Smith for the Grammys to even make the hip-hop a category. Exactly. Like it, we, you know what I mean? Like, MTV didn't even want to have... I think Michael Jackson was the first... Yeah, he was the first one. Exactly. And then Ren Dempsey was the first rap act to be a part of the Yo! MTV raps and what have you. Know what I'm saying? So to me, it's messed up how we always want approval from people that don't want to accept our culture until they see that, oh my God, this is making a lot of money. So at the end of the day, they're accepting our culture not because they believe in it, but mm -hmm. because they want to you know, ranking the benefits from right. what that culture can provide. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I get it with the Grammys in particular. I know we're kind of siding off away, but like yeah, with yeah. the Grammys in particular, it encompasses all all our forms of music. And like yeah, yeah. when it when it does that, and you gain an award from that, then you're considered the, the best the elite. And and I, and I yeah, get that. I, I, under, get it, I get and it. I understand it. But at the same time, you got to get that same energy to all, all the all the the black inspired shows and what yeah, have you as course, well, because they're the ones who hold you down first and foremost as well. So that's be equal give and take is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But yeah, in regards to Kanye, man, like I'm, he's not fooling me. I'm sorry, he's not fooling me. He says he's coming out with an album. He says he has an album that he produced for Nas exclusively. I'll wait till it comes out. I'm, I'm not excited to hear that. I'm excited to hear. That. I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what that would look like because I've been dreaming about this since high school. But at the same time, and we haven't when had it, a Nas album in how long, yo? It's been about six years actually. Life is good came out 2012. Um, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. 
I'm well, gonna wait and see. Came out six months ago. No, 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 six years ago. Six, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, 2012. Oh, Summer 2012. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And now Khalees is opening up. Cause that that life is good. Wasn't that about? That was about the breakup of him and Khalees, like the the end uh, of their marriage. Do you see any connection here? That she's now opening up, and that was six years ago. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see that connection. Well, it was his last album. It and was. Now June 15 is his next album. But see the thing, he hasn't talked about his album coming out. It was actually Kanye himself who announced it on on Twitter. Nas hasn't said anything about that yet. So that's why I'm a little iffy on that connection. I see where you're going, yeah. but I'm a little iffy on that connection. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm not holding my breath. I'm yeah. like, we'll wait. We'll wait. I'm not going to buy it when it comes out. I'll at least stream it and see if it's any good. Yeah. And they go from there. But at the end of the day, a good album from Yeezy isn't going isn't gonna to make me take back any of the words I just said within the last hour or so. No, of course. He's still completely wrong for saying he's like, supportive of Trump. And yeah. And at the end of the day, a lot of people joke that he's now in the sunken place. He's been in the sunken place for five years. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's been there for a hot minute, even before Get Out became a smash hit. Yeah. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, listening or watching at home later on on YouTube, do you guys agree? Do you feel like Kanye is, in fact, in the sunken place? Do you feel like he's been in the sunken place for a while? Hit me up on Twitter at DM. No, sorry. Hit me up on Twitter and all social media platforms that you have Cool Radio at Cool Radio CC. You already know. And finally... To end off the show, we got to get to Wankster of the Week. We're going to make this one quick, but nonetheless, <laughs> <clears throat> who has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame and who has been crowned the captain of Coonery? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is cool. No, this is Wankster of the Week. <laughs> now, Kanye would definitely deserve Wankster of the Week on any given week, uh, but I wanted to make him a discussion point for this week's episode. So nonetheless, the Wankster of the Week goes to wannabe news pundit Tommy Lauren. Okay, now I'm going to make this one short and sweet just because I don't have the time to waste on her idiocy. Um, She is the wankster of the week because of the fact that she aired out her grievances with Colin Kaepernick and John Legend on social media, basically stating that they like to incite violence towards police officers because of their pro-black stances. Okay. Um, (laughs) First of all. (laughs) No! No! I'm sorry, but when did saying Black Lives Matter means kill all police? They're basically stating the fact that black people are killed at a a disproportionate rate and they deserve to be treated as equals just like everyone else should be and that the system should not racially oppress them systemically in any sort of way. That is what John Legend and Colin Kaepernick have been preaching for the longest time. On top of the fact that they've been preaching that police should not be assaulting black unarmed black people in general because of racism and things of that magnitude that's all they're saying they're only saying that their lives matter just as much as everyone else's lives matter and that they should be treated on an equal playing field as everyone else that's that's all that they're saying but tommy lauren wants to be miss spin doctor and say no they're pursuing listen tommy listen listen tommy this is the second time you've been the wankster of the week on my show, all right? I imagine that there's going to be more times that you're going to be the wankster. But for now, I need you to do two things. I need you to eat a donut wow. because you're looking hungry out here in these streets. <laughs> and secondly, you need to go see Black Panther, take your ass to Wakanda, I'm sure, and, and get yourself enlightened, and then get kicked out <laughs> afterwards. And then thirdly, you need to shut the hell up forever, all right? You're getting this wankster. I have no further words for you. Do you deserve it? Of course you do. I'm dropping it on you. Nathan, your thoughts on her? Oh, she's white, isn't she? Of course, of course. <laughs> um, 
Black Lives Matter does not mean that all lives don't matter. It basically means right. we're saying we matter because clearly when we look outside, we mm-hmm. clearly don't matter by the way that you guys are treating us. So at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter is not a protest to all lives matter. We're basically saying all lives do matter, but you guys need to recognize that we matter as well. But some white people get offended and think we're trying to start racism. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, my friend, just just, just chill. Just, 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 I know. Oh, yeah, go ahead, wait, oh, go ahead. Donuts, y'all hungry, oh, y'all looking for problems. For real, eh? Yeah, some white people that I just can't deal with. And another thing you to add to piggyback onto that point as well, being pro-black does not mean being anti-white neither. And I think a lot of people need to take that into consideration as well. Exactly. That's why I can't have white friends who don't understand what white privilege is. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. just... Cut them off exactly because we're never going to get along. Exactly, you know I mean? that's always going to be a deterrent. Yeah, but nonetheless, we do have to cut it. Yeah. We, to, we do have to cut it tonight. So Nathan, uh-huh. I appreciate you coming here. I know you had a lot to get through in order to make it to, no, to the show tonight. I had to make it through exactly, but I'm glad you made it. Um, and then um, I believe um the uh, the Jane Street Open Mic Showcase. You guys do have a social media handle for it. Yes, Jane Street speaks with an underscore. So Jane Street speaks. Underscore my personal Instagram is Nathan Baya. Mm-hmm. Just holler at me. Our next event's going to be May 4th at the Art Gallery at University, mm-hmm. collaborating with Barbara and Benjamin, two artists from Brazil, and mm-hmm. you know, collaborating with Rise and a bunch of people for this event as well. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. Nathan, thank you for coming through on the show, man. You're welcome to come through anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know where to find me. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, on all social media platforms in general, at Cool Radio CC, or hit me up personally at DM underscore cool. Again, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you each and every day that we're out here creating our own legacies. Like I told y'all, keep it gravy and wavy. And wraps in six like I predicted. You already know. This is Damn Cool. Thank you for tuning in. Cool Radio. Yeah.